after the stock market lost a million six trillion in a single trading day this week, Democrats and Chuck Schumer are putting investors at ease. He's reminding them that all the money they just lost in the stock market wasn't really worth much anything now thanks to inflation. And Nancy really assured him, Mrs. Pelosi spoke to constituents at a press conference reminding them that $1.6 trillion isn't what it used to be, thanks to the near record levels of inflation. It's $1.6 trillion. What is that? That's like three barrels of oil, she said. $1.6 trillion is barely enough to remodel one of my kitchens. Calm down, everybody. Boy, isn't that reassuring? Nancy's got it. If that doesn't make you want to trust God, I'm telling you, you're in bad shape. Another 50 uh, illegals, immigrants arrived near D.C. near the home of Kamala Harris. Oh, they're not liking it there. They're not liking them where they sent them in Massachusetts. And No. You know why they want to send them to all the South, though? They, want, they know they'll vote Democratic. They want to change the red states all blue. I'm telling you, there's a madness to their methods now. You can stand one more. Hunter Biden wants to pay less child support for the four-year-old daughter he's never seen. He's taking that to court. They'll probably double it, but anyway. Anyway, enough of that. We just need to keep praying for our country. I'm telling you, God is on the move. This is... The last month right now, <clears throat> I want to say of the Jewish year, but it's God's year, I believe. It's God's calendar. And Saturday will be the last day of the year. I've heard uh, someone say, we'll all remember where we were this next Saturday. And I don't think they've talked about Pioneer Day. Debbie, is that word Shemitah? It's something like that. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. It's what they call that last day. But 911 was on that day. Um, the 08 market crash was on that day. I mean, there's been a lot of big things happen on that day. And you know, our barn meeting, God changed it. Amen. It wasn't just his travel arrangements. God changed it. To Rosh Hashanah starts that day, that evening. Do you know that was the first day of creation was on that day as far as Genesis 1? Do you know that Jesus was, of course, born in this trumpet times, these feast times, that Noah, Abraham, and Jacob were born on Rosh Hashanah. Joseph went from the pit to the palace on the 25th. 
This day significant. significant. It's a new beginning. The prophets are saying a new birth. America's going to be born again. We're going to get back to the right system. And listen, this thing about Queen Elizabeth II dying is a sign. I'm telling you, Europe is more in control of this nation than you know about. Because that, that's where a lot of the seat uh, of these elites are. Do you know she reigned for 70 years? Seven months? Two days. I'm telling you, 70 years is, that's a sign. It's over with. Prophetess Julie Green says, Charles will not be king. He'll be exposed. You can say, well, he's already king. No, but that's like an election. They get elected on one date and get set in officially. He hadn't been officially set in. I'm just telling you whether that's right or not. God is on the move. He has got this thing under control. But, come on church, it's on us. It's been on us and, and we don't need to let up. We need to keep praying this thing through. We need to show, God show us our, our places, what we need to be doing, what we need to be believing you for in this nation. Instead of just being... Against we we have got the answer and it's Jesus. He's the living God, he's the living Christ, he's still on the throne. And we're just blessed to get to be a part of his kingdom. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here this morning. I'm glad you're part of the kingdom. Just think thirty some years ago I met Rhonda. I'd have never met Rhonda if not. First Barn Revival. Let's look at, uh, I want to show you some scriptures out of Matthew this morning. Go to Matthew 9, kind of the last part there, uh, verse 36, 35. Jesus walked through the region with a joyful message of God's kingdom realm. He taught in their meetings and their houses and wherever he went, he demonstrated God's power by healing every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the vast crowds of people, Jesus' heart was deeply moved with compassion because they seemed weary and helpless. You run into anybody like that? Just walk through Walmart. Like wandering sheep without a shepherd. He turned to his disciples and said, The harvest is huge and ripe, but there are not enough harvesters to bring it all in. As you go, plead with the owner of the harvest to thrust out many more reapers to harvest his grain again. The harvest is huge. Hey, it's here. Well, we've heard it forever. I'm telling you, it's, it's closer it's ever been. It's now, and this turnaround in the government and the things that are going on is just another sign that God's getting ready for this harvest. And we, we need to be ready for that. We just need more harvesters. I pray you've got people you've invited. I, I pray you'll invite people to come. 
I know you can invite people and they say, yeah, I'll, I'll come to church with you. They can do that any Sunday, they think. But this next Sunday is the only Sunday. Yeah, Rick has said he will stay if revival breaks out, so come on. We'll be there the next two Sundays at least. We'll be there Sunday through Wednesday night and then the next, next Sunday. But it's such an opportune time to get someone to come with you. But you know, the Scripture goes on. I want to go to chapter 10 because that, this is just all one dialogue with Jesus. And I just want to read through some of the Scripture this morning. Lord, you're a good God. Let me tell you, though, Proverbs 11.30 says, The fruit of righteousness is a tree of life. He who is wise wins souls. Come on. Anybody wise in here? He who is wise wins souls. If the righteous were rewarded in the earth, how much more the wicked and the sinner. Back to chapter 10. Jesus gathered his twelve. Disciples imparted to them authority to cast out demons, heal every disease, every sickness. How many disciples are in here? Two? Come on. It's amen again. Come on. Amen. Shake your head this way. If it falls off, you can catch it. Come on. Now these are the names of the twelve apostles. First, Simon. Nicknamed Peter and Andrew his brother. Then Jacob and John, the sons of Zebedee. <coughs> Next were Philip and Bartholomew. Then Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. Jacob, the son of Alphaeus. Thaddeus, Simon, the former member of the Zealot party. Judas, the locksmith, who eventually betrayed Jesus. Jesus sent out the twelve with these instructions. Don't go to the end of the Gentiles or Samaritan territories. Well, that's changed. That was just in their time. He was just sent to the, the people of Israel. Go instead and find the lost sheep. Listen, there's lost sheep everywhere you go. Most of them just won't admit it. Most of them will tell you, Grandma had me baptized or something. And you can tell them that's great, but it won't get you into heaven. Find the lost sheep among the people of Israel. And as you go, preach this message. Heaven's kingdom realm is accessible. It's close enough to touch. You must continually bring healing to lepers, those who are sick, Make it your habit to break off the demonic presence from people. And the Aramaic says, even that's mental disorders, and raise the dead back to life. Come on, God has given us that. That was not just to the disciples. That's to us. That's for today. And that's the message that Jesus preached. Jesus preached the gospel to the poor, heal the sick, raise the dead. But to the, <clears throat> we have substituted a church or religious doctrine instead of Jesus' kingdom. He just preached the kingdom. Go do these things. Get people healed. 
They want to know the God you know. They don't have to wait to get saved. Most of them do, but they don't have to. A lost person can get saved. They can get healed. But we've substituted social programs, which are good, but they're not the kingdom theology. Kingdom theology is based on the truth that Jesus was enthroned over God's kingdom 2,000 years ago. And His kingdom has been growing and will continue to grow. His kingdom is growing. And I've used Isaiah 9, 6, and 7 several times. You know the scripture. For a child will be born to us. There's one here this morning. But it says, a son will be given. He's supernatural. This son. And the government will rest upon his shoulders. Let me tell you, it's still on his shoulders. It's not in Washington, D.C. It's upon the shoulders of Jesus Christ. He's the king we worship. And his name will be called. You know who Jesus is? Just look at this. Isaiah prophesied 700 years probably before he was born. His name will be called Wonderful. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor. His name will be called Mighty God. Well, see, we want to just call him Jesus. He was Jesus, but he was God. He was God in a human body. That was that baby that was born. He's the Eternal Father. He's the Prince of Peace. You want to know who he is? He's all those things. He said, all of deity dwells in me. I am the great I am was there, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But he's our redeemer. He's our near kinsman. He's the one that paid the ultimate price for not just my salvation. He prayed for your salvation. He prayed for everybody's salvation. Everybody just won't come get it. That's his name, Wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, Eternal Father. He is the Prince of Peace, and there will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. Listen, that settles that. That's the way it is. That's the Word of God, and it's based upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it, to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts, that's God Almighty, will get it done. He is on the throne. There is no panic there. And I'm telling you, give Him your cares. It's really great to just take a load off. Give it to Him. You were not meant to Carry that. That's why I, I love Matthew eleven twenty eight. We'll try everything else. We'll work harder. Bless God, I'll, I'll do more. No, Jesus said, why don't you just come to me? We'll try everything else. Well, let's go try this program. Listen, that program didn't work, and it's not going to work. There's just one program. It's make Jesus Lord. There's two things. Two out to two beings out to kill you satan wants to kill you god's trying to get the old man in you to die they're both out to kill you it'd be good to make a choice of god he is god he will do everything he said 
He's doing everything I'm believing him for. He's doing everything you're believing him for. Now, you may be asking him, but what are you really believing him for? What if he doesn't come through your sunk? Listen, the meeting getting changed, that's a big deal and it's nothing because God did it. As Angie said earlier, I'm glad because the weather is going to get better. And we want to be on God's date, that Rosh Hashanah. That's a good date. God's on the move. There's no increase. There will be no end to the increase of His kingdom. Just every day, remember, fix your eyes on Jesus. When you pray, fix your eyes on Jesus. You're not praying to the moon. You're praying to Jesus. Fix your eyes on Him. Let Him just... Maybe you shouldn't even pray. Maybe you ought to just get quiet for a while. He's probably heard all that. Because I, I, I pray pretty repetitious too about a lot of things. About our government and such as. But what's your need? What's... What's he doing in you and I? See, he's trying to get more of him in us and go, get more of us out of us. That's what he's about. That's what he's about. Daniel 2.44 is still true. In the days of those kings, and we went through that last week, and the last kingdom was the Roman kingdom, and that was where... It, they were in charge when Jesus came. In the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed. Now he set it up and he'll end it up. And the kingdom will not be left for another people. It will crush and put an end to all those kingdoms. But it will itself endure forever. You know, you and I, we just need to model what God wants to do. Proverbs 12, 28 says, In the way of righteousness is life and its pathway. There is no death. In chapter 10, look at verse 22. Have you got that marked as your favorite verse? He told them, you know, when you get you go out, don't take a lot of stuff with you. You know what he was saying? Guys, you're going to need to trust me on this one. Has it come to that? It is more than you know. And see, we think when I bow and say, okay, God, you can have it all. We think it's just going to be peace and happiness. But there is an adversary that wants to rain on your parade that you need to learn how to stand against. And that's what Jesus said in verse 22. Expect to be hated by all because of my name. Do you ever think about that? They'd hate you because of Jesus? Why did they hate him? He represented a government they knew nothing about. And they hated him. But be faithful to the end, and you will experience life and deliverance. Be faithful to the end. Can you think of all the people you know? 
just all at once we'll say, where'd they go? Where'd they go? You just have to be faithful. Just walk it out with him. Verse 24, I think, is where I went to. A student is not superior to his teacher any more than a servant would be greater than his master. The student must be satisfied to share his teacher's fate and the servant his master's. If they've called the head of the family Lord of the Flies, no wonder they malign the members of his family. Don't be afraid or intimidated by others, for God will bring everything out into the open and every secret will be told. Now he's asked us to deal with our stuff and confess our sins. This world stuff's getting ready to get exposed. I'm telling you. What I say to you in the dark, repeat in the broad daylight. What you hear in a whisper, announce it publicly. I was debating some of this scripture yesterday and I heard, share it all. Don't be afraid <clears throat> of those who kill only the body, but not your soul. Fear only God who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. The soul. We started out this morning singing. That's one of my favorite psalms. I pray that more than probably anyone anymore. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. See, your soul is the innermost working of God in your life. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And that's what he's talking about. Don't fear. The devil can't touch your souls, what he's saying. Only God can cast the body and soul into hell. God's doing a work in our innermost being. That's where he's working. Philippians 2, 13, for it's God who's working in you to will and work for your good pleasure or his good pleasure. It reads his, doesn't it? His good pleasure. More than you know, he's working in you to will and work for his good pleasure. Don't be fearful of those who kill only the body, but not your soul. Fear only God who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. You can buy two sparrows for only a copper coin, yet not even one sparrow falls from its nest without the knowledge of your Father. Aren't you worth much more to God than many sparrows? So don't worry, for your Father cares deeply about even the smallest details of your life. He's been singing happy birthday to Melissa all morning. If you openly and publicly acknowledge me, I will freely and openly acknowledge you. You've been talking about Jesus? Acknowledge him. He'll acknowledge you before my heavenly Father. But if you publicly deny that you know me, I will also deny you before my Father, my Heavenly Father. Perhaps you think, I've come to spread peace. We had a man praying for peace the other day in the meeting. I remind him of this verse. 
Perhaps you think I've come to spread peace and calm over the earth. But my coming will bring conflict and division, not peace, because of me. That's a hard verse to think about. <coughs> Excuse me. We still think if we give it all to him, it should be fairy tales and just everything go right. Study the disciples' lives. <clears throat> I think John's the only one died of old age. I think the rest of them were martyred. J. Harold Smith, the great Baptist preacher of yesterday, and we we knew him and talked to him. He said, one of my bucket lists to be martyred for Jesus. See, we we turn this around a lot. A son will turn against his father, a daughter against her mother, and against her mother-in-law. Within your own families, you will find enemies. I pray you don't, but Jesus has given a warning. It happens. It happens. There's families that can't get together. I pray it's not your case. Pray over your families. Believe for them. Jesus really laying out what discipleship is about. Bill Stafford, another great soul winner, he said, I'd like to find that guy that told me if I get saved, I'd not have any more problems. He said, I'd like to make him a... A bow tie out of a hose. Whoever loves father or mother or son or daughter more than me is not fit to be my disciple. See, when you ask him to come into your life, he, he thinks you mean it. He takes it serious. That's, that's the only tr trouble I have with the way some present, and I, I've been guilty of it, I know, of just preaching salvation. We need to preach the Lordship of Christ because there's a difference in just getting saved and making Jesus Lord. There's a big difference. And this is what he's talking about. Whoever comes to me must follow in my steps and be willing to share my cross, experience it as his own. Or he is not worthy of me. Those who cling to their lives will give up true life. But those who let go of their lives for my sake and surrender it all to me will discover true life. As you give it to him, you, his life begins to manifest through you. And we, we keep wanting, I keep wanting his life to manifest to me. He says, no, it's through you. You rarely see what God's doing through your life. You will rarely see what God's really doing through your life. Others will see it, but we'd get so caught up in it. Lord, but those who let go of their lives for my sake and surrendered all to me will discover true life. Whosoever receives you receives me. Whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. We get the whole, we get it all. It's all in, all in Jesus. 
It's all in Jesus. But you know what? The harvest is still plentiful, but the workers are still few. I praise God for you that work. You know, uh, William Seymour in the Azusa Revival, that was in 1906. Some say it went through 09. Some things it went through 15. And he prophesied before his die before he died. I guess he'd have to prophesy before he died, wouldn't he? He prophesied after he died. No. <clears throat> that in a hundred years there'd be the greatest revival there'd ever been. Well, they picked that up a few years ago and talked about that. But he died in 1922. September the 28th will be his 100th anniversary. I'm telling you, it's more of this getting ready for this big harvest that's going to come. And this uh, thing with the queen and Rosh Hashanah. I mean, God has got the stage set. And it's a time to believe Him and press in. And we can start the harvest. There will come a great revival that will change not just a few people. That will change people, will change cultures, will change cities. We've had a lot of people saved. And they've went into into God's kingdom. But we haven't changed cultures. We need to see that happening. God is going to get it done. We need to believe that. But see, we're so caught up in this physical thing. And we look at life with such a limited view. We live in a physical body with an eternal spirit. I talked about the soul. The soul and the spirit are eternal. Your, jobs, is your, your job is physical or is it spiritual? Well, it should be both. You don't do your prayers of the morning, lay down your spiritual side and put on a physical side. Andrew Murray says you can keep your job in your head keep God in your heart. Keep your business in your head, but keep God the ruler of your heart. See, some of you could tell me today about your plans for physical things, things you've, you want to do, things you're planning on doing. But uh, tell me your spiritual plans. What's your spiritual plans? Is warfare spiritual or physical? It's both. You're afraid I'm going to trick you here. We're, we're both spiritual and physical, but which rules? Which rules? Well, sometimes. We allow the flesh to make too many decisions. Now, we could use this on the people that aren't here today. Example, Hebrews 10.25 says, Don't forsake to assemble yourselves together. Amen? Is that what the Word says? Now, if, 
If God's got you on a big assignment Wednesday night, I pray God's best for you. But if you decide to stay at home, you'd be better off coming to church. Sometimes we just get so spiritual we think we don't need God in church. And I'm telling you, the church world's full of them. They've graduated from, from church. I'm talking about a spiritual kingdom, but it started through a church also. The church is part of it. Um, here, I can ask you another one. What about uh, you send your kids to school? Uh, John and I discussed this earlier this morning. He said he didn't have a choice about school or church, probably either one. I'm telling you what, I didn't either. Angie didn't either. Mariah hadn't either. But you send your kids to school, and some people, and, and listen, a child or a young person has got to make their own decision for Christ. You can't make that for them. But parents, you make their decision whether they go to church or not. That's not up to them. But see, you'll make them go to school, but church is spiritual, and you don't bring them. Now, what, what, where's that? Oh, me or amen? It's the truth whether you agree with it or not. It's the truth. I mean, there's a lot of things we let the flesh make the decision. Money's another big thing. We let money make the decision. We're supposed to be sons and daughters of God. We're led by the Spirit of God. But we let so many other things make the decision. We trust our kids to the government schools. Lord bless the Christian teachers that are good teachers that are working there. Let me tell you, I want you parents to do something for me. Will you do something for me? Wednesday night, or some Wednesday night, go visit John Watson's youth class. You adults go up there and see if it's not worthwhile. It'd be better than your kids watching TV. It's getting quiet in here. Come on now. I mean, we wonder why we're in such a place and we put so much emphasis on everything else other than the kingdom of God. Jesus preached the kingdom. And we look to everything else to meet our needs and look where it's got us. I'm telling you, he's faithful. He's faithful. My dad did his best to get me on the right track. He did his part. I messed it up a lot, but I remembered enough of it that I got back on the track. I did my best raising Angie. Wasn't always, I wasn't always right. She didn't always do right, but she's got back on the right track. You staying on track? She, got, she don't have a choice on the front row, does she? No. <laughs> Now she'll get up and preach if we want her to. But see, that's what life is about. Look at the disciples' life. Right 
in this passage and on just a little further, you know what they were discussing? Which one of them was the most important? And yet, you know what? When they went out on that mission, Jesus sent them out. They come back and they said, Wow, could you... God did a lot of things. He said, I saw Satan falling. I mean, they weren't perfect people is what I'm saying. James and John's mother come up. There's always a controlling mother. Uh, I just want a little favor. I just want my boys to sit on either side of you in your kingdom. Come on. Jesus said, you don't know what you ask. He was kind to her, wasn't he? That was kind. I mean, they made mistakes just like, they weren't perfect. But they believed that Jesus said, you can go do this. And they went out and did it. Now you may have to get in front of a person for that to happen. <clears throat> You've got people all around you. If you can witness the family and your friends, you're good from then on. That'll be your hardest ones. That'll be your hardest ones. <clears throat> but that's where you have to start. <clears throat> Come on, let's just stand up and bless the Lord. Do we not want Him to be Lord of all? I pray you allow Jesus to be Jesus today. Lord, we want to see the, we want to go see people healed. We want to go see them set free. Lord, you've called us to that as a church. And Lord, we're answering the call today. And Lord, I pray for every need that's here. If you've never let Jesus come into your life, I pray you'll come this morning and find Jesus. You can make him king. I pray he heals you, delivers you of everything today. But you may need some help. If you come, we'll help you. Parents, come on with your kids. We just bless the Lord. We just bless the Lord. The labors are few. The harvest is great. See, why has He put so much in you? It's for such a time as this. And Lord, I just call it forth now in Jesus' name.
nothing but the blood of Jesus and oh precious is the flow that makes me white as snow no other fountain no nothing but the blood of Jesus and oh precious is the flow that makes me white as snow no other fountain no nothing but the blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus nothing but the blood of Jesus only the blood Come on, you know that song. Sing it with him. Only the blood. He willingly shed his blood. Yes. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again nothing but the blood of Jesus oh precious and oh precious is the flow that makes me white as snow no other I know nothing but the blood of Jesus. Any other word this morning? We'll be here Wednesday night, and then, Lord willing, next Sunday we'll be at the barn. Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Got something, Randy? Okay, all right. Just keep praising the Lord. Looks good on you. I have a word for Braden. And um, he's okay. I, I, I just speak to Braden. I just say... Yeah, he's the he's Kyle's oldest son, and as I saw him respond to him as he anointed him with oil, I I just saw his spirit is rising up, and his spirit is 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 open to the things of Jesus, and so I release you, Braden, from the prison of uh, autism, 
the prison of words being spoken over you that says you are a certain way. And we say no to that in Jesus' name. We say you are free in Jesus' name because I saw your spirit respond. And it was just like I saw him desperately wanting to be out of that. So we call you out of that prison of autism in Jesus' name. And his spirit is hearing. It is receiving right now in Jesus' name. And Kyle, I bless you. I bless Evan. And it, I, I just, I could thank you, commend you for being here and just keep bringing him. And it, it, he's no different than the rest of us because it just takes a while to get it all the junk, you know. But those labels are coming off. And I wouldn't accept any more of them. I would not accept any more labels that they, the school, any person with a degree that tries to put another label on them. I say, we say, I would say no to him. That he, he is who he is. God created him, and God is going to step him into his destiny in Jesus' name. loves you. I saw you, Braden, when I was coming into church. And God planted on my heart exactly what Angie just spoke. Just because you are you, God loves you. He's a good. And you know what, too? I pray healing for the family. Bless the hearts. They have been softened. This family, because of you, Braden, is going to be greater than if they didn't have you. You are a blessing to your family, Braden. God loves you. You are special, Braden, and your family knows it. Amen. Now, she did not see him physically. She saw him in the spirit realm before she got here this morning. Is what she's saying. Anyone else? Lord Jesus, we just thank you. Lord, we want to be ready for the harvest. I thank you that your word never returns void. Lord, I speak blessings over the people. Spirit, soul, and body, Lord, restore us. You will finish what you're doing in us. In Jesus' name, amen.